Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Oh, hey, chickens. Uh, I got a bit distracted um, talking about Doctor Who Unleashed and didn't really talk about Dalek as much as I wanted to. (laughs) And I really do want to talk about it because it was amazing. The Daleks were back. Um, Christopher Eccleston, Billy Piper. I did read one of my favourite things. So, they kind of designed the Daleks to be uh, eye to eye with Billy Piper so that when Rose was standing beside one, it was the same size as her, basically, so that she could be in scenes with it. Um, you know, I mean, back then they probably thought, oh, the show's only coming back for one series. We'll just do this one and the Daleks can be that big. Um, I mean, they had always been quite small. Uh, that was sort of the point of them, even way back when, was to make them small so that, uh, you know, the the they wouldn't look like um, there was anyone in them. Like, that was kind of the point, realistically. It was like, oh, yeah, let's make it look like there's nobody inside of this, uh, <laughs> this machine. It's only, uh, it's only a robot. Um which kind of works to an extent, um, you know. <laughs> but it's ah, oh, yeah. I just it's I, it's such a fun episode. Like the the Dalek is menacing. It's terrifying. It, this episode is kind of loosely based on uh, a Robert Sherman um, big finish story called Jubilee, um, and like extremely loosely and like there's a in the doctor who complete history i think it is uh which is like this it was one of those crazy magazines you could get at the news agents like little hardback uh things and they would come every week and you would build up a collection of like was there 80 of them or something stupid um there was a lot uh <laughs> where did they get to yeah like on oh, 90 i think they went to um Anyway, they're in there. Uh, they have like all of the various iterations that the 
the kind of screenplay went through. Not the whole screenplay itself. Like, that would mean make the books ginormous. Um, but, yeah, it's all the different versions. And you kind of see how it got from the the kind of bonkers um, uh, Jubilee version to what it is now as an episode, as Dalek. Um, and it kind of makes sense when you see, like, it's just little change, little change, little change. Next thing you know, it's only said a little bit in the future, not millions of years in the future. It's, yeah. It, by the way, um, speaking of <laughs> little changes, uh, this is the 750th episode of this podcast. How is this a thing? I mean, it's probably more than that. It's just the 750th one that I've written the number in the title of. <laughs> But there's been more. Um, but yeah, thanks for all hanging around. You know, one weird thing about Dalek that I completely forgotten about was that it crashed to Earth on the Ascension Islands. Like this <laughs> weird, um, tropical, delightful place for a Dalek to be washed up. <laughs> and then I remembered that, um, remember the Dalek that got split into three bits? Uh, in resolution in the Jodie Whittaker episode. And, like, one of those bits was, like, on a lovely tropical island. <laughs> I'm like, what is it with Daleks going to the tropics? Maybe they're going to maybe one day film an episode in Hawaii. That would be amazing. Um, but, yeah, the whole road to getting this off the ground sounds horrific. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It sounds like it was just a complete nightmare. But, oh, it's, you know, it, it, something amazing has come of it. Like, and just some of the sequences, like, are beautiful. Like, you know, really effective, terrifying moments. Like, when the Dalek kills all those people in the big hall, which I think they filmed at the... Um, the stadium in Cardiff, which is huge. Like, it's so weird. It's like you'd be walking down, like, uh, uh, a little laneway kind of thing, and then you'll just see this big, giant thing at the end of the street. You're like, what is that? And it's like, oh, that's your football stadium. It's just sort of nestled in the middle of the city, just, like, hidden. Uh, <laughs> just, it's You know when sometimes you watch, like, a science fiction movie or a, or a fantasy movie, and, like, it, everything looks normal, and then you just see, like, a, a dragon or something at the end of a street, and, like, how is that thing there? That's what the Millennium Stadium looks like from far away. Um, anyway, uh, back on to Matt's missive, um, which I'm absolutely enjoying. Uh, by the way, if you have any memories of Dalek or any of these uh, episodes, please uh, send me a message. You can email me at theory at adamrichard.com.au or, of course, you can get me on whatever Twitter is called this week, uh, at Adam Richard. Uh, there is, of course, the um, Adam Richard Has a Theory Facebook group, or you can get me at Fabulous Adam Richard on Facebook. And I think I'm on TikTok. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> I never post on there. Um, but yeah, like I'm all over the shop. Instagram, all the places. Uh, anyway, Matt says, the long game. Not my favourite, to be honest. Oh, bless. Uh, and try as I might, on every rewatch, I can't seem to like it. Simon Pegg is hamming it up with the best of them. The blob in the ceiling is... 
Well, it's just an effect that roars. I never felt any affinity for it. If I've got to look for positives, they'd sit with Tamsin Gregg's cameo appearance, although even that has a negative side in that she's wasted in this role. Uh, the campaign to bring her back as the new missing incarnation starts here. Oh, my God. Tamsin Gregg is great. Um, she's also in The Archers. She's Debbie Archer. Um, oh, no, she's Debbie Aldridge. Uh, <laughs> She's so good. But everyone, like, there's so many great actors in this. Like, people who were just kind of starting out in their careers who've gone on to be in some incredible things. Um, like, including, the, uh, there's, you know, one of the main girls was uh, Idris Elba's wife in Hijack recently. Anna Maxwell Martin has been in everything, like, from Bleak House um, to... She's been in everything. Uh, but, yeah, and... Simon Pegg is, you know, look, I have a soft spot for Simon Pegg. He's a delight. And my sixth ever stand-up gig, I supported him at the last laugh in Melbourne. So, I feel like, you know, I'm this close to Kevin Bacon. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm practically in Star Trek because he was Scotty. Uh, <laughs> I'm big nutting myself now. Look out. Um but yeah, I I know what you mean though, Matt. It is one of those ones where it just kind of, you know, for all the things that are great about it, it just sort of misses in places. Um, uh, but yeah, like I think there's some great concepts, like the fact that there's a mystery going on. Again, like I said in the last episode, this is one of those ones that has the heavy satirical undertone, like the big subtext about manipulation of media, the, you know, the overlords changing everything, like um, what what we see is not what we think, like, you know, changing the truth. Like, it is really, it, it's it's saying a lot, um, this episode in, but I feel like it's one of those episodes where if you set out to say something, sometimes you forget to write a compelling story and you should write a compelling story that incidentally has something to say. Um, you know, if you if you're just looking for polemic, then you you're gonna that's all you're gonna get, and you're gonna miss out on some story. But yeah, uh, Matt says, um, sorry, I just plain don't like this one. Although I suppose it's necessary to set up the space station itself in advance of its reappearance at the end of the season, a la Ark in Space: Revenge of the Cybermen. Yeah, this was like one of those things where they were like, okay, um, we're going to build this set. We're going to need to use it three times to make it kind of affordable because uh, it's a great big spaceship set. Um, and they did. Uh, and that's what they did with Ark in Space and Revenge of the Cybermen in season 12, which is my all-time favourite Doctor Who season. And I have never done a story for it on this podcast. Maybe because I'm terrified I'll ruin it. Um, <laughs> it's the first Tom Baker series and I just absolutely adore it. Uh, but maybe we do need to go there. Maybe I need to expose myself. Um, not like that. Like my inner child. Oh, Please, calm down. Uh, <laughs> see what you bring out of me, Matt. <laughs> I've turned into some sort of weird carry-on. Uh, <laughs> some weird carry-on movie. Um, but yeah, I get, I get what you mean, Matt, about this episode just not feeling like it was 100%. I think 
a lot of that also is to do with Adam, um, who's been picked up as like a companion and we think, oh, yeah, he's going to be a thing. And then he does all the things wrong that a companion shouldn't be doing, like to the point where he's, you know, trying to ring home and send the information, gets the implant in his head, which is a lot for a funny joke for that to be the end of the show. It's weird. All right, more of Matt's missive in the next episode. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.